how to get back together after separation. This is Coach Lee and I'm going to talk to you about this very sensitive situation where people are in a lot of pain and they're wondering if while they are separated from their spouse, there's a way that the two of them could reunite. If anything works, this will. Number one, reestablish positive interaction. If this person has left, obviously I tell you, do not chase, do not beg, do not plead, and that you are in a modified form of no contact. But once they start reaching out some and you have to start dealing with some of life, like property, kids, pets, things that you share like that, or people that you share in the case of kids, you need to be sure that your interaction with them is positive. It's not in anger. It's not trying to make them feel guilty for what they're doing or trying to get into the issues that have caused this. At the moment, you two are not healthy enough as a couple to do that. And that may seem obvious to you, but so many people try to discuss the issues during separation whenever they have contact with this person. And what happens is the other person begins to think of any interaction with you as a negative and they feel anxiety and they will try to avoid it. And that means they don't want to get back together with you because it seems like being around you just makes them feel bad and makes them feel difficulty and drama and negativity. So you don't want to just stay in that swamp of negativity. You want to start creating some positive interaction so that they are not dreading talking to you. And sometimes maybe they even feel really good about things after they've talked to you. They feel good about life. They feel good about themselves, whatever it is. You just want simple, positive interaction and it doesn't have to be very long but it does need to be positive enough to where you can do a little bit of healing with them as a couple, because that's what can get them into a place where maybe they are comfortable talking about some of these issues, or maybe they are comfortable moving back in or agreeing to work on the relationship. But it starts with just positive interactions. Based on my two decades of observation and relationship coaching, I can tell you a lot of couples go at this the wrong way and they try to go at the issues first, which only is a negative in most situations and will make the other person not want to do the work. A little bit of healing can give them the encouragement and even the attraction to you that they need to want to work on things. So don't start backwards. The second reason is so important. Commit to peace. And this is somewhat similar to the first one. Do your best, as much as it's up to you, that your interactions with them are peaceful. There's not yelling. There's not anger, resentment, or blame. It is peace. When they have had a bad day, they can feel peace talking to you or being around you or interacting with you. You are their peace in the storm. When everybody else is giving them a hard time, you are the one who makes it easy for them. There's not all these demands. There's not accusations. There's not insults. It's just simplicity and comfort. When they feel they can't win with life, they can win with you. That's what a marriage is supposed to be. That's what a romantic relationship is supposed to be. And people who don't commit to peace and they see their spouse even as someone that they can be an adversary with, that they can attack or try to humiliate or just get at and, and nag and browbeat to do what they want them to do, those are the marriages that don't survive. It's really that simple. Peace needs to be at the very top of the list. Everything that happens needs to be through the filter of, I am the peace for this person. The world is trouble. Other people can be trouble, not me. I'm going to be their source of peace. That's how you can revitalize a marriage and keep it going strong for years and years and years. Even if you don't have a lot of the other things right, if you just get that one thing right and you are their peace, you will be amazed at how much stronger the relationship will become. Before I get to number three, 
Get my free mini course on saving a marriage. The link is in the description below, or you can go to myxbackcoach.com and under the marriage tab, you will see free mini course. It's a free mini course on saving your marriage. It's powerful. Get it because the price is right and you need the help. Hop over there now. It's myxbackcoach.com and it's under the marriage tab. Number three, if it's at all possible, try to move back in together. If you were the one who left and you're not in danger and it's something that can be done pretty simply, especially if the other person doesn't object to it too much, try not to make a big deal about it, but move back in together. The couples who move out and they separate, that's when they get some relief for being away from you. It can send them in another direction. They can start to try out the divorce, see how it feels, and you don't want any of that. The odds are not good when you physically separate. But if you stay together, your odds are actually better. And there's a lot of data to back that up. So if you two can stay together, if you need to move back in together, that's very important. And of course, if that upsets them, they don't want you to, you may have to slow down, focus on positive interaction and peace, and then come back to it later. But if you can move back in, especially if it was your decision and you own the house or share ownership of the house with them, or you pay half the rent of the apartment, whatever the situation is, if it makes sense for you to live there, that's a great excuse. You don't have to be in the same room right away, though that would be ideal to share a bed together again, but at least live together in the same place if it's possible. Your odds will go up that you can work this out, especially if you apply the first two things that I mentioned. Number four might not be super politically correct, but it is correct when I refer to the observations that I have over the last two decades. Try a classical marriage. If your marriage is in trouble and your spouse wants out or both of you want out and you are thinking, how in the world can we save this? And you're willing to try something different try a classical marriage. That's where the man's role is to protect and to provide. And the wife's role is to be a homemaker, a nurturer, and a peacemaker in the home. So that's a great place for her and for her husband and for her children. When things are simplified like this, where you don't have each spouse trying to do everything, she's not trying to be a provider and him trying to be a provider. And he's trying to do housework and she's trying to do housework. And he's kind of a protector, but maybe he's not. It's where you kind of have a two-headed monster. But when there's really clear cut roles, I'm going to take care of this so you don't have to, and you're going to take care of this so I don't have to. And then at the end of the day, we don't have as much to do and we can just be together. It works better most of the time. It takes the drama and stress and anxiety out of both people trying to do everything. You will notice that you bicker less, you argue less, that it's easier to be with this person. And the whole thing just feels like a relief from the world. That's what a classical marriage usually does for most people. And it's amazing how when I suggest it to people who are in modern marriages or so-called modern marriages where they're both trying to do everything and there's no roles, but they try this, that they tell me the first thing is it seemed like there was so much less stress and it was nothing like what they thought it would be. And a lot of people haven't even heard of it, but it's something to try if you don't have anything else to try and you want to see if you can save your marriage, you might be amazed at how much stress a classical marriage takes off of the relationship and how much better you two feel about each other. Before I get to the last point, remember my free mini course. It's free on saving a marriage. You can get it with the link in the description below or going to myxbackcoach.com and click on marriage and you will see free mini course. It's free. Get it. It can be really powerful for your marriage. Number five, commit to sexually fulfilling each other. The chemicals that are produced during sex, oxytocin, vasopressin, and dopamine connect and bond the two of you. It makes both of you feel like you are the others and the other is yours. 
It is a wonderful way to connect with each other. And the more that you can do it, the more connected you will feel. And it will seem like it renews every day. And it can be an incredibly powerful thing when other things don't seem to be working or it feels awkward because there has been difficulty in arguing and trouble. This is what can bring you back together, take away the awkwardness, bring back the warmth. It's a powerful thing. That's what it's there for. It is to bond the two of you together. And if that's been neglected, it's something that needs to be addressed and it needs to be prioritized. It needs to be given the importance that it is due. Sexually fulfill each other. Rebuild that connection. Leave a comment with questions you have. If you like this video, click the thumbs up. And of course, subscribe to get more content like this from me. This has been Coach Lee. And as always, thank you for watching.